Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about how life has changed and technology through the ages. So we're talking about technology today. Or not technology. Or not technology? Like the, how much life has changed and technology is a big part of how life has changed. So it's not necessarily about technology. It's about life. Uh, okay. I mean, it's I deeper. think I it's think deeper. that's what technology is. It's not is life. When technology change isn't like life. that. But, but okay, not technology, technology is not when things change. Technology is something that like happens as we change. No, but I mean, change could be. Changing your clothes. Change could be growing <laughs> yep. up. That's not technology. Change could be changing your clothes. <laughs> I mean, just like growing up, you don't have to have changing any technology. Living in the woods dryer. and not or, living in the oh. woods anymore, but living in a log cabin. No technology there. Yeah, the cabin is the technology. Well, <laughs> moving to another part of the woods. Okay, that would not be different technology. There you go. <laughs> See? Moving from the woods with the stream but no mountain to the mountain with no stream. See? <laughs> um, anyways, I was reading an article because of my, uh, what would it be? My, like, my ads. Um, <laughs> Your Google ads? and Facebook <laughs> giving me targeted ads ah, based on what I click on. Like and apparently I click or? on articles that have to do with cold cases or something. Hmm. Which I, they got whole, me again. You know, that's a whole like, it's like 90% of YouTube right now is cold case videos. Which. So YouTube is your place to go. Well, really, I don't care that. I don't really want to do a bunch with cold cases, but every once in a while it gets me. You say that. But every once in a while they Google get me with an article. And obviously they like, knows who like Although, <laughs> just on the targeted ads. Because I was watching Superstore and they were talking about targeted ads and apps that like track you and stuff mm -hmm. because they got forced to have an app that they had to put on their phone and then it was like it knew just where they were in the store and it was timing their breaks. And then he was trying to tell his other coworker, if you Google something, they're going to know it and they're going to come after you. So then he was like messing with him based on what he Googled. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because I think sometimes I say things or I, I think I talk on the phone about things, and I'll get ads based on what I was talking about. I don't even think I was searching it. So, well, I mean, Facebook already admitted that their app did that. Right. So Just, like, passively listens to you. and It's, like, terrifying. Um, I'm sure Google does that. Google probably uses, like, drones that are flying yeah. around. I don't even know. Uh, any which way, somehow they got me with like one of like mistaken identity, you know, and it went on forever. Started in 1912 and in 2003, they did a DNA test. So I, I skim, not to lie, I skimmed the article a little bit, oh. just trying to grab That's the That's like, why you main need parts. to watch the cold cases on YouTube. I would never be able reading. to make it through them. It was, it was a really long article. It took like 10 minutes to read. Oh, see, a lot of the cold case and videos are only like 10 minute videos. Well, I need like 30 seconds. Like say it really fast to me and then oh, fill no. in the detail later. Um, that they wouldn't do. Okay. They got to hit that 10 minute mark. Point being, I was thinking about 
think how much life changed from the time that the kid went missing in 1912 near a swamp. Was he missing the whole time? No, he was oh. missing for like eight months. And then when they brought him back to his parents, they actually brought the wrong kid back. And they thought that was their kid or they didn't think it was the kid. I don't know. Like they weren't sure, but then they took him in like he was. And another mom was like, no, that's my kid. And they were like, no, that's their kid, even though he doesn't remember being their kid. And they're not sure if that's his. And so then there it, were two missing kids. Yeah, I guess so. Well, technically, the guy who had the boy that they found him with, he said that it was not the missing kid they were looking for. It was this other lady's kid. And then later, the other lady who he said was who the boy was came back and was like, that's my kid. And they're like, no, he was the missing kid. We found him. Okay, so it turns <laughs> out he was not the missing that. kid. He was the original lady's right. kid. Not the point of my story. Crazy story, but not the point of my story. Um, it's so crazy that back then, they didn't even, probably even have records of who all had kids. So they couldn't even say for sure, like, yes, ma'am, you had a child because she may have had it in her house and right. there was no record of it and then nowadays everything is like logged and documented and we still make mistakes right. i'm not saying say, no like, mistakes are made we log and document everything but and we log it wrong time, and document yeah. it wrong and put the wrong right. wristband on a baby and now that's not your baby anymore um but back then they had no way to tell if that was the kid now it's like dna test next day they're like okay this is who you are. But even deeper than that, but less significant. Think of all the things somebody born in 1912 saw between 1912 and 2003. Yeah. I mean, what existed in 1912? No AC? Nothing. <laughs> when did the light bulb come about? Was it already about? Yeah. Was it like it was 1800s, about, right? Yeah, it was already about in 19... 12. I'm trying to figure out where we are. Where there, there were automobiles. I was going to say, there were cars. It was like somewhere around the first time that there what? was a plane though, right? Um, what year did the um, the brothers, Wright brothers, uh, do a plane? I don't know, but they would have definitely existed because World War II was four years later and they were flying planes. Or World War One. I, I mean. Not, I mean, it may have been like way sooner than I thought. I mean, they probably were not commercial airlines were probably not very big at the very least um but that i mean 1912 would world war one started what 1916 okay 1903 i said it was the first flight yeah well yeah that's i mean it wasn't like airplanes were old but so we'll back it back up. Somebody who just made it that hundred years if you've from nineteen Downton Abbey. Did uh, I haven't? Downton Abbey starts, I think, in nineteen twelve. I know one of the seasons takes place in nineteen twelve. That's crazy. So I mean, it's crazy because I look back and I think, oh my gosh, there's like nothing back then, but there was stuff, and people were still. <laughs> yep, there, there, <laughs> there was. was believe it or not. Like a hundred years ago. And people were still people. Things existed. They had kids and they loved their they kids. Even had, and they had spouses and they loved their spouses. They had and I bet they cheated on them too. And suits. They had, believe yeah. it or not. And books. I know. I, and like know it's crazy. less than ten years after nineteen twelve, fashion was like a thing. Yeah. People Le cared. Yep, less than ten years later, people cared. No, I mean for a while you like you just wore clothes to like cover up. Like they may have been like, I like my dress. 
But then I mean, Coco Chanel was all like, no, make it who you are. French fashion, I think, existed in 1912, but the common person may not have cared about fashion. Definitely the nobles, because they wore some fancy stuff. Right, but I think it was like... The common person may not have. Right, no, they wore fancy stuff. I'm not saying it wasn't fancy. I'm saying like they began to like label garments made by certain people and that was like a big deal and you were it was like a sense of individualism like with what you wore not just like a class status style okay i mean i'd have to dig deeper I feel like that may have existed we can do like before a, like the we can do 30s, a full but... um podcast just on fashion but maybe it wasn't the 30s it was the 20s it was I... somewhere in the 20s i think I'm not sure I care enough about fashion to do an entire podcast on it, but I think I do. Uh, <laughs> just let you talk. Um, so they were born in 1912, or they got lost in 1912. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna. I just had to quickly search this. Coco Chanel opened her first clothing store in 1910. So it was a little, so it was it was a little already, earlier than I even expected. Yeah, I mean, like, that's one of the big deals about Downton Abbey is the clothes everybody wears in the show. Because it's all very Right, like the, and... the flapper era was the first era that, that they consider that people had that individual style to where you were expressing yourself mm-hmm. through your clothes. Mm-hmm. In which way? Uh, what... So 1912, was that when he was born? or No, he was like four years old in 1912. Okay. I was just saying like things, think how much things have changed. I was actually thinking about it last night from the fact of like being raised in the 80s and not having the internet and not having a cell phone. Yep, <laughs> he didn't have a cell phone. That's for sure. Well, I know that's you one didn't... piece of technology we know. Right, we had no no cell phones, no internet. You probably you know. didn't even have a beeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you don't even realize how much technology is progressing when you're living in it. It's just happening, right? And it seems normal. You're not like, whoa, we have cell phones. Ten years ago, we didn't, because it's like a slow progression. Like, there are car phones. Now there are giant cell phones. Right. <laughs> now there are pagers that tell you to call someone. Now your cell phone is smaller. Now it can text. Our last uh, 20 years has been one of the fastest technology improvements in a significant amount of time. I mean, we had some other... We're not like the only period of time that's had technology advancement, but... We had a very rapid with computers starting in 19, I think 90, 1990 or 1995 starts like one of our fastest technology increases in a very long time, which is very rapidly changed. We grew up, I mean, like there aren't many other generations where you were born before personal computers were a thing and then you're in your 30s when everybody has a personal computer in their pocket. Right. That's, we had a like super rapid technology increase. 
uh, though this whole century has been a big technology Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, if... The last 10 years especially, or 20 years, has been big. I mean, big. some people were like, you know, we don't have AC. Okay, we have AC. Now we have a vacuum cleaner. Now we have a dishwasher. Those were giant moments in the 1940s, you know? And then you get a TV. Imagine that. Like, now we can have a TV at our house. And there's, like, TV shows happening. It's crazy. Well, and the cost of a lot of that stuff has come down. Technically, the cost of a TV is higher in dollars, but it's actual, like, in relation to what you make, TVs are actually even cheaper now than they were when they came out. Like, the little six-inch... That they, like, rolled in? Yeah, like, if you watch the Three Stooges, like, back when they were movies... Three Stooges, which actually, I think the Three Stooges were like 1915-ish when they came out. So maybe the kid that got lost, like the... they were, thought he was a, one of the Three maybe Stooges? He was, maybe he ended up becoming one of the Three Stooges. No, it says they were active from 1922. Oh, 1922. Because they were a, okay. a vaudeville act. Okay. I thought they were right before World War One. They must have been right after World War One. Uh, but most of their stuff was movie theater style like the old three stooges right because and if you watch one there's one where the lady has a tv and it is like a three inch screen maybe on the tv but the actual tv box is like five feet tall oh i know like six feet wide so it says that the first electronic television was really <clears throat> was related, I don't know what I'm saying, was invented <laughs> in 1927. Well, that TV, uh, probably it was like, I don't know, probably like 50 bucks or something like that, but it was like months and months worth of salary to buy a TV like that, whereas now we can buy like a 30-inch flat screen LCD TV for like $50 yeah. of today's money. Right. <laughs> so, but it said that um, really they became popular in homes in 1950. So even though in the 20, 1927 they kind of figured it out, it took a while to right. well, yeah, they even just get went. it just working just right. And so it wasn't until the 50s that a lot of people started having them in their homes. Yeah, they just, well, they weren't affordable because that, whatever that actual price was, they were more than $50, but whatever that starting price was, was like, I mean, it was like buying a grand piano to I put in your house. I can't even fathom how someone could be like. You can't just do it. You uh, like, to... you know what? I'm watching these people, but I want to save this and I want to watch it moving on a screen. Mm-hmm. But, but and not that's, on And I'm going to be able to do this. Like, I mean, even from, like, film, the, the, the first moment that anyone realized they could film things. Like, that that's crazy because they had to have the idea that didn't exist and then come up with a way for it to work. Well. I mean, I guess they had photographs first. Right. Like, they're starting smaller, and then they're like, maybe we'd have a moving one. Right. That but one doesn't surprise me as much. Even a much. photograph doesn't surprise you? Because just the well, fact that someone was like. The first photograph was essentially this. an accident. Oh, was it? It was like a. Well, the actual photo, first photograph wasn't an accident, but it was, the guy got the idea because of, like, the sun bleaching 
you know, like the back, like the sun was coming through a window and it like bleached the shape of the window kind of thing. And so I got the idea that maybe you could use light to like imprint a picture and that translated to a bunch of steps. And in the end, but that he didn't use the concept of what triggered it. So I guess technically it wasn't the first photograph that was an accident, but the idea was an accident essentially uh, that he just kind of was like, huh, that bleached that and then came up with the idea. But TV requires turning the signal, turning the picture into a signal that you then send over a wire. That blows my mind. A box. And the guy who invented the TV was like. 21. Well, he was just like some person. Yeah, they said he was like a 21-year-old that had lived with no electricity. Right. He just came up with the idea off the top of his head. I mean, who comes up with that? I still can't figure out how it works. Well, it's magic. Right, I mean, I still I can can't tell figure you, out. I can tell you what the TV is doing. Right, but I don't know how. Right. I don't know how you'd ever make exactly. that happen. Nobody can explain that part because that part's magic. Like <laughs> I can get, I get that it's projecting lines onto the back, but what is translating it into the digital signal? Right. Before, now we have computers. Now it doesn't. And you can send okay, over a the computer voice sending and you can a send pixel. over this. It's like, but it's so crazy. Right. The, the actual okay. television, the analog television magic. Now, digital, I, I get that because that's just. Honestly, the, the none beeps, of it makes sense to the me. The beeps and boops of the computer translate into, they're like, green pixel goes here, red pixel goes here. Right. I get that, but. I mean, computers one zero one zero zero but i don't understand what's i do not understand you just have to understand the binary code the beep boop beep beep yeah (laughs) Uh, easy easy once you get the hang of it but but it is crazy because like for the average person life's just changing quickly and you you go with it and you don't think about it but when you look back and you're like man there were so many things that we have now that we didn't have when we were younger. Right. And for somebody 90 years old. Yeah. And they look back at what life was like. Very few homes. Oh, very few people. Everyone had to socialize. And now, I mean, now look at what everyone's like. Even the the way that people are has changed significantly. Everybody's taller. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that wasn't really what I meant. But, uh, but they I, are. People I, are taller. Um, maybe not yes. since 1912, but right. overall, I was gonna say I don't know that because yeah. if you you can actually look back at our presidents, and our see body temperatures are now higher or lower. I don't remember. I think they're higher. They run higher now than they used to. The average body. I temperature. haven't heard that. I'm not going to say that that's not true, but I haven't heard it. Um, we are generally taller than we were a long time ago. The that mostly people think that has more to do with not that we've changed, but that we have more, we have better nutrition. So when we're growing, we grow more. We can continually grow as children instead of being malnourished, like say a medieval child would have been at, at least at some points they That's would have true. been malnourished. We live longer. Yeah. 
Well, our, that's, um, that's debatable too, that we live much longer, but the average age, we have more people live longer, um, but we don't necessarily live longer. Yeah, but back in the early humanity, we were like making it to 20. It's actually a uh, myth. Um, there was just such a high infant mortality rate. Well, that, that and the, people got sick and died. The average, so a lot more people were getting sick and right. dying. Usually if you made it to about 20, you were expected to live to at least 60 to 70. Um, The average body temperature has gone down. That I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Like I said, I... It's I, like a new thing. I believe it, but I didn't know it. Yeah, I don't know if they figured out just why, but they have found that somewhere since 19... No, 1851 to now, the body, the average body temperature has dropped a degree. Well, if you go to, like, England, um, if you go to the really old castles... They, they're hotter people? No. They, uh... The doorways are all lower. Yeah. Now, most of the stuff within like the last, I'd say probably 500, maybe even 1,000 years, the doorways aren't really noticeably that different. But if you go to the old, like ruinous castles that were probably- Maybe the castles just got osteoporosis. Like zero BC era, those are shorter. <laughs> osteoporosis. No, of the castle. Of the- yeah. <laughs> It shrunk the doorways. They were tall at one point. Um, I always like look back and imagine that they just were different types of, like not different looking people, but like <laughs> mentally different types of people. Was a, well, that was before we lost our gills. No, and... I don't mean like that. I don't mean like, I don't know why. It just seems like. Our wings were kind they of grew up just with little different, stumps at the time. Like just their life was different. I mean, I guess they were a little bit different because you view things differently based on how society is. Yeah, personality-wise and things, they were definitely different. Um, Sorry, I'm so caught up in these things because there's like tons of stuff about what they think humans may look like in a thousand years and small changes that have taken place. And there's, you know, there's like a lot of like little tiny things that have changed that we don't overly notice or ways that genes have, you know, um, what's the word, mutated. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I, I don't really yeah, know. Jeans used to always be blue. And uh, now they're. Uh, I knew you were going to make a new one. I don't know where I was originally going with this point. <laughs> I don't know either, but. I feel like I got totally off track talking about body temperature and height of people because yeah. I was originally just thinking, like, you know. Yeah, you I'm not really sure how we got on either of those, but. No. <laughs> we're talking about TVs. Yeah. Well, you know what else I think is funny about, I said, people's attitudes changing or values changing. Mm-hmm. A lot of what they portrayed in TV back in, let's say, like the 50s was what they wanted life to be like. It wasn't necessarily what life was like for everyone. Right. People didn't actually necessarily live like they did on TV. Right. That American dream, happy household, housewife, husband that's great. You know, there was there were affairs and there were things that just weren't talked about and there was arguing and unhappiness and but we look back at old shows and we're like, Oh, look how great everything seemed. 
Well, there were also a lot of rules of what they were allowed to play and what they were allowed yeah. to put on, even beyond just it being like what their ideas were. They weren't allowed to have other ideas about some stuff. So um, let's move on, I guess, to the mailbag, unless you have anything else. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, it wasn't like a well-thought-out thing anyways. It was just – I read that article and I had that thought last night and then Stephen said something this morning about how things have changed so we just said well we'll ramble about nothing and get off course <laughs> yeah. we'll start talking about people's height while we're talking their about their body TVs. temperature <laughs> yeah. I have no idea yeah, what we're talking I about I don't know how we got we'll be a bunch TVs. of misled non-facts about nothing uh, but at least we were entertaining so really? mailbag question. I have one from email. Um, you got some from the comments. Section, right, right, there's a couple from the comments. So we'll answer the oldest one from the comments this week. And uh, then the newest one, we'll, we'll do that. We'll save that for next week. So don't worry if you do post them or send them in because of how many we have. We'll try to get to them even if it's not the same week that you send them in. So I'll do mine first because it's probably going to be a quick one. And then you can do the... The question you've got. Uh, mine is, what is the most addicting mobile game you have played? Which mobile games are pretty popular and almost always addicting. So I don't, I honestly don't play many games. Um, the only one that I can ever think that was really addicted to, I can't remember the name of it, but I just downloaded like a variation of it recently. Um, it's just one of those word games where it gives you a bunch of letters and you have to see how many words you can make out of the oh. scramble of letters. Mm -hmm. And then you just see how and good you, you did. Is it when you know. play with people or when you um, play by yourself? The one that I used to play, I don't think was against anyone. And I just tried to beat my own score every time. Mm -hmm. And then this one that I just downloaded, you can play it against people and see if you win. But I still really just try to do better than I did the last time. I used to play words with friends a lot with people. I never um, played that. I mean, I know what it is, but right, I just never just played it. Scrabble. It's like Scrabble, right? Yeah. Uh, that one was super popular for a while. Yeah, it was. But I, I never wanted... I like Scrabble too, but I just didn't want to play any games with my friends. Uh, the most addicting Stupid. game I played... Uh, I avoid all of the ones that actually cost money to play. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I'll... I'll buy a game for money, but I'm I'm not going to pay money like for microtransactions, which is where most of the addicting games come from. But there was a game that I haven't played in a while, so maybe it is microtransactions now. Uh, but it was just it was called Tiny Tower, and you just kept building a tower taller and taller, and then you would like make each floor a different thing, like a shop or a house or mm. and you had to try to like generate more income and build the tower taller and it was a really basic game and kind of a little dumb but super addicting I, i'd sit and then i'd like look up from my phone and it was an hour and a half later oh, wow. you know like i don't think i get that addicted i did play that diner dash one or whatever where she has to serve food mm, for a while yeah. That was popular for a while, too. I um, Then they made that a Flash game, and everybody started playing that. And then 
you just reminded me of a game I liked as a kid, a computer game I liked as a kid, The Lemmings. Mm. And I just looked and I can download that on my phone. So it looks so like I may have, have a new, new game and I'm going to see if I can save a whole bunch of Lemmings. So they Which go, ah! I actually, uh, I loved, I loved that game. I did read that the mobile game is supposed to be pretty fun. I used to love the game Emerald Mine too, but not as a phone game as like an old Amiga game. <laughs> yeah, Lemmings wasn't an old phone game either. Here's... No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like switching over because I yeah. think you can get Emerald Mine on your cell phone as well. Probably. Which was such a fun game. A lot of the old games. You I can wish play I had like an Amiga. If any of you too. guys have an Amiga with a bunch of old games, just feel free to send that to me. <laughs> Um, as a side note, there was an old game I played maybe 30 years ago. Uh, it was back when you used to get those CDs or, well, actually. Are you old enough to have played it 30 years ago? Uh, I mean, just under 30 years ago. I was like maybe seven. So, okay, 25. 25 years ago, 20 to 25 years ago, uh, back when you used to get floppy drives and floppy disks and uh, CDs with like demos of games, of shareware games, and then you would you could send the owner money to get the full copy of the game. Oh, I don't know. My my dad had a friend that worked um, doing something with computer games with Amiga games and he would send us just like hard disks of games. We just had the game written on. We had hundreds of them. I just found out that the guy who made one of the games I used to play way back when is still an independent video game creator making the exact same type of games 25 years later. Cool. Uh, and still doing well. It's him and his wife. They're the only two people that work at his company, and he occasionally hires freelancers. That's uh, pretty cool. So what's your? we'll go on to your question. I just wanted to say that because I just found out like two days ago that the guy still makes games because I didn't realize several games he made um, were his. My question is from Kayla, and it says, what was your favorite movie when you were in elementary school? Do you have a favorite movie from elementary school? Hmm. It seems like depending on when and where, like as a kid, I had favorite movies. Yeah. See. I was never a very big Disney fan. Not that I wasn't a, like, didn't like Disney, but I never really sat at, like, I don't know that I owned any Disney movies. If we go to Disney, I would have been really little. Like when I was like preschool. I liked. <laughs> There's only a couple years in between preschool, preschool to kindergarten. I'd say maybe The Little Mermaid. Then by the time I was like not that old, I loved Troop Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Like maybe by like first, second grade, that was my favorite movie. Then I liked She's Out of Control. When I was in elementary school, I was like Troop Beverly Hills and She's Out of Control. Even though that was like about a teenager going on a whole bunch of dates, I loved it. And then by fifth grade, Clueless came out, and then I loved Clueless. So, but definitely watched Troop Beverly Hills like 5,000 times. Um, And she's out of control. Three Stooges and Mel Brooks were, I don't, in elementary school. Was that middle school? I don't I feel like by middle school at all, you know, I had totally different. 
Well, I definitely it was like had Monty watched. Python and the Holy Grail was I, one of my favorite ones. I definitely had school. watched Mel Brooks in elementary school. Um, I don't think Robin Hood Men in Tights was out yet. Uh, maybe close, maybe close. Dracula Dead and Loving It. I know when that came out, I had a VHS of it like immediately. So I was already watching Mel Brooks by the time Dracula Dead and Loving It came out. But I think that was. 1993 was um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. So I mean, in middle school, I definitely had both Robin Hood Men in Tights and Dracula I remember Dead and seeing it, Robin Hood Men in Tights elementary in school. I don't know. the movie theater. I might, I might have seen. I don't know if I remember. I would have been in third feel like grade. I did, but I, I like definitely I remember right, seeing it in the theater. I may, not, I know because yeah, you're a little younger, so I feel like I don't know. But it's men. It's men in tights. <laughs> no, I know, but I was just saying they I, I can from the rich and fight. I don't, I don't remember. My the parents words. always loved the movies, so we went to the movies all the time. Didn't matter what it was. My parents would let us just like. They would just take us with them. I probably have a favorite movie from elementary school that I'm not thinking about. I know by middle school, Mel Brooks, and anything he made was my favorite. But in elementary school... I know my brother liked the Blues Brothers uh, when he was little. Know. That was like one of his favorite movies as a kid. That's a lot of, a lot of people like that. Yeah. A lot of, well, there were a lot of big names in it too that were all well I, when he was little i don't think right. he knew they were big names no but i mean they, <laughs> like it's a good movie like a lot of people like it because it's a good movie not like um those are the ones i can think of like the ones that i named that i watched a lot like it probably you know you like a lot of movies you've seen a lot of movies but the ones i liked a lot when i was in elementary school Middle school and high school, we'll save those for another day. Another question. Send it in if you're interested. And unfortunately, <laughs> mine will just be Mel Brooks. But, um, I, I know I'm missing something here. Yeah, because you probably had a specific thing that you like right. to watch more than others. Yeah, and that's... And younger. You have to try to think younger than 10, too. Right. Like because the Mel Brooks stuff I know I was watching in middle school. right. And I don't know. But I mean, there's a significant change in thought process between like elementary said, to middle school, too. There was Disney movies, for sure. I remember watching them, but I don't know that any of them were, like, a favorite. Um, I watched a lot of TV in elementary school. I yeah. don't know, because I can tell you, I remember the day SpongeBob SquarePants came out. Was that the best day of your life? I don't know, but I remember where I was when I watched the very first episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. It made a pretty big impression on you. <laughs> it evidently did. And uh that's I can I can remember a lot of TV, but I movie wise, I don't know. I watched a lot of Three's Company when I was younger because it would come yeah. on in the morning and I remember that the most just because I if I would ever stay home from school, I would get to lay in my mom's bed and watch TV and it was always like two or three episodes of Three's Company. In a row. Mm -hmm. I love I love Three's Company. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, which I love Lucy was my favorite TV show as a, in elementary school. I, though I had a box set of that. I used to watch that all the time. It used to come on Nick at Night, and I it was my I'd seen every episode. 
and Universal had like a whole I Love Lucy thing. It was like a really big deal for me. I still have a clock, a watch, an I Love Lucy hat, like all these things that my mom got me when I was in elementary school. <laughs> um, oh, do you hear? Do you hear that? I sure do. It's the TV book club. What We Do in the Shadows, Season 1, Episode 1. First off, uh, I'm going to ask you how you think I liked it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say you didn't. Um, but I was like, oh, I can't believe I have to watch this. From like literally five seconds in, I have never laughed so hard in my life. I, I was can't like, this it. is hitting me just right. I can't believe that was probably it. one of my favorite I mean, things I have watched in I loved so it. long. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, Lori no, is, that Lori was like is not gonna like airplane this. humor, and I was just. I mean, I was laughing out loud, tears in my eyes, like just facial expressions were making me freak out. I was like, this is the new show that I am watching. I can't believe it. I'm happy. But all right. I will first. I mean, it's Matt Berry. I don't know that he created it, but anything. I mean, when Guermo walked out and started talking, I started laughing and Alan's like, already? I was like, yes, I don't know what it is, but this is working for me. I will give you my two favorite moments. The first moment where I was like, well, this is going to be a good show was when he was like, all right, I have a letter. We need to go. We need to go to the library to read this. And he was like, what? No. Why? Just read it. And he was like, no, I I, I want to have the emotions like you could you could have read it by now right like that moment was where I was like hmm, this is gonna be a good show the moment where I laughed to almost tears was the first time and then every time after that they turn into bats oh really where they shout bat yeah <laughs> turn into a bat well I think it's just Matt Berry does it, but he just sprints off shouting bat and flies away as a bat. The first moment I laughed was literally when Guermo came out. (laughs) Then when he said what, like, what he was and how he's like, it's like being a best friend that's a slave. I'm like, already like laughing. And then he has to like try to get him out of the coffin because it's stuck. And he like slowly like right. I, levitates up every like they're they were making faces that was just cracking me up i cracked up the whole time but that was like i said the library scene was where also, i was like this is my show was matt berry and the girl both named the same thing i could not figure that out no, Do they have the same uh, name he is um, like married but when he was getting the paper at the store and he was like, I love this one. Oh my gosh, and this one. And he wanted to put glitter on him so he'd look like Twilight. Yeah. I was like I turned, cracking. I into vampire. Cracking up. <laughs> and then um, and then the part where she is hitting on that guy that had died. And she was saying how great it was. She's like, and then I cut his head off. And you find out she was the one that did it. <laughs> right. And then she runs away. And the guy goes, before you leave, let me get your number. Yeah. After. <laughs> right after. After, like she's she super crazy said. and then she says she killed the last one he's like well don't go anywhere until i grab your number uh yeah he is are you so matt barry is laszlo and then were you talking about the other two people having the same the name? girl 
the girl was Nadia. Nadia. For some reason, I thought he said the same thing, the, the first, Baron, when he said their the, names. The first vampire that comes out of the coffin. He's like... He's Nandor. Yeah. He makes so. me laugh. She actually makes me laugh a lot, too, because she makes She's, that weird face. Yeah. And then you got the energy-sucking vampire, which was funny. I like, Which, it was, I can't believe that you haven't already, like, tried to say that I was... The energy no, you vampire. were the LARPing kid named Jonathan. <laughs> I was ah, like, I was, I was like, you didn't catch man. Then they like the ha- they Jonathan. put the LARPing kid in named Jonathan because even that cracked me up. And they're like, there's still a place you can go to find I virgins, was, and they're like, oh, it's live action role play. I was like, oh, this is too good. I was hoping you would be too distracted by wanting to call me the energy vampire no. that you would not catch that one of the LARPers is named no, Jonathan. I was that was that show was just amazing. When he when um Laszlo talked about meeting Nadia and he said that she there was like a noise on his window yeah. and he's like and I lived on the third story. Like I don't know. That was like I was crying at that part so too. I swung the window open. <laughs> I don't know it was too good. The whole thing was Only just to too find good. Her. Every Fine. Every single moment was funny. And then when he said, he's going to make me a vampire, and he pulls out the glitter thing, and he's like, look, I made you a vampire. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, yes. Well, uh, that's it's perfect humor. Matt Berry's perfect, too, because he always plays the, like, over-the-top thespian, which is what everybody always stereotypes a vampire. So yeah. So just when he starts waxing yeah. philosophic. That's, you're just like, yep, you make a good vampire. I liked when they just all started hissing at each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I, there wasn't a point that I wasn't like, this is amazing. And like, it was amazing. The casual floating around also just was funny that they, like, like while they were fighting, they were oh, in the yeah. background just like floating, <laughs> fighting. And then they, and then when the Baron got there and killed, uh, Laszlo's <laughs> the familiar, yeah, yeah, the, and they're like, the lady. they're like shocked, and he was like, oh no, <laughs> and then Guerrero was like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was, oh, oh the, that's I know a part man. where he said, you, uh, it's not hygienic. You have people half drunk, yeah. and it was like they weren't. Were they, get, they alcohol? get the alcohol? And he's like, no, they were half drunk. And then Alan starts laughing. And I'm like, I don't get it. He's like. They only drank half they of them. They were half, half drunk. Half. And I was like, and then I was like, oh my gosh. That was like a, such a good joke. Yeah, that was a very Monty Python. Yeah. Like, well, that's that's off. my jam. Like, a, like, like that was so good. A very subtle, while being very obvious, play yeah. on words. Oh, it was, it was, was a very too good. Monty Python. It was or Mel Brooks, one of those two. It was a joke one of them would make. Uh there was, were, which there were a lot of in the thing, but it was fantastic. How about when they when they fed on the guy up in the tree, and then just like a giant bucket of blood? Oh, that was that, <laughs> that. was where I was like, "Oof, Lori's." That one not didn't make like me laugh show. as much, but everything else was still so good surprised. that I let it. I let it go. I, I'm still surprised. Then they let her crawl up the, the wall to like see the guy that she liked to kind of show the same that she was doing to the guy who was right. on the third floor. But tapping on the window, <laughs> a little like <laughs> I don't know. It was fantastic. I want to watch another episode tonight. 
So uh, yeah, I watched the next episode too. That right? was the, is the next one is good because yeah, the first one was amazing. They there there are more larpers, Ugh. which, which <laughs> the fact that they need virgin blood and he's like, I actually found a place where. <laughs> They're yeah. actually really easy to find. And yeah, it was just like, a group of LARPers. That was it was pretty good. funny. That, it was that good. Cracked, yeah, but there are more LARPers. Um, <laughs> I mean, even the psychic vampire when they they're like, oh, "There's this this part of the house nobody has been here in like 50 years." It's, it's like his, we his can room. have the party here. What are you doing here? <laughs> this is my room. I'm resting. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. And then they addressed the camera crew, too. Like, yeah. no, they just follow us around. Or when she's, he's like, oh, the crepe paper. She's like, it's crepe paper. He's like, I'm so embarrassed about, like, his party that he tried to do. Yeah. Like, Obviously, it should have been human skin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's a good, it's it a was good, good show. I'm surprised you liked it, but I'm glad that you liked I it. I give it, I give it, like, whew, 10 out of 5. Um... Well, like the IT crowd and everything Matt Berry is, it, all he has to do is like appear in it. I'll give it an instant five out of five. So I'm going to have to do the same thing. I have to give it a 10 out of five because he's a like, main character. Yeah. I mean, I've, I um, laughed almost continuously. So, it ha- it did have that like Monty Python thing where once they start like every silly little thing they're well, he, doing. He is like an absurdist comedian from England. So he probably probably was influenced so. by Monty Python. So I guess that's so, a yeah. twenty out of ten. Yeah. Total. If you if you um, like ridiculous humor, this is like a for I guess, sure. I guess we'll give it um pints of blood. I guess that's <laughs> twenty out of ten pints of blood. Um yeah, it's the <laughs> again when they shout bat and he just jumps and flies away as a bat. I'm pretty sure he's the only one that also does that, which is what like why? Why does he even do that? Why does he shout bat to turn into a bat? I don't know. So next week, we got to get to next week's Can um, we do as good? I don't know. Well, next week starts March. And since we haven't done it in a long time, I think we should do some like 80s and 90s TV okay. for the month of March. So, March Madness. Yep. That's that's what March Madness is. It's going back and watching 80s, 80s TV. and 90s TV. That's, that's what it is for me. Um, I think we should do Cheers. One of the later seasons where Frasier uh. is featured. So that you can see Frasier in his native habitat. Cheers. Before Frasier. Because the episodes you've Cheers watched. Just never, it never. It's okay, but it just, I cannot well, get The episodes into it. you've watched didn't have Frasier as Frasier. They, uh, like he's there in the cast pretty early. I think season one. But he doesn't really come into his character until like season four or five so i think we should watch one of those or we can start with star trek the next generation because now picard is the new show uh that just came out which is the old captain jean-luc picard 
Uh, well, so. no options sound like good options, so whatever. So it's your choice. Choose, no, I don't want to uh, choose. I'm going to choose next week's after next week, the okay. week after next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that made sense. Don't so, worry. So let's see here. Um, the first episode um, with Christy, Christy, is it Kirsty? Kirsty. Kirsty Alley. And a. I think you're right. I think it's Kirstie Alley. Uh, the first episode she was on. So it's season six, episode one of Cheers. As a little, just so you know what happened, uh, Sam Malone sold Cheers and has been gone. And then this was the season, you know, the season five ended. Season six comes back. It's now been several months since Sam is gone. Uh, and we catch up on what's going on in Cheers. And with that, I guess uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Leave comments, email. Yeah, send us your mailbag questions. We promise we'll get to them. If we get a ton, we'll shorten our we, answers and yep. try to answer more. Um, Instagram at Sebring Podcast. And don't forget that we are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. And you can always find us on Sebring.com where we put the show up two days earlier. So see you next week.